श्री श्री गौराधमाधव की जय गो भक्त वृंद की जय गौ प्रेम हरि गो गुड इवनिंग एवरीवन एंड इन माय ड्रीम लास्ट नाइट फॉर दोज ऑफ यू हियर लास्ट नाइट मता स्मृति ज्ञानम अपोहनम छा भगवान गेव मी द पॉइंट I was trying to remember. <laughs> Now that sounds pretty good, right? But why did he make me forget? Puppet, puppets in his hands only. I'll mention it just briefly. I had said that we were doing the Clarion Call magazine. What I was thinking when I said it is that we had done an article um, in which I went in Vrindavan and interviewed the widows of Vrindavan, various widows. It's a, it's a famous. feature of Vrindavan that many Bengali ladies whose husbands have passed away they come to Vrindavan in white saris white cloth and they live in ashrams and live out their whole life chanting going from temple to temple and so forth so i wanted to do an article on the widows <coughs> of Vrindavan hmm. so i interviewed this uh, number of people but the one lady was featured in the um, in the article primarily interview with her and so i began by asking her do you ladies of brindavan holy ladies have a patron saint someone around whom you know you 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 send to yourself she didn't understand what i meant patron saint so i was trying to explain that we were near the mirabai temple and there's a small 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 little mirabai temple in brindavan hmm. and uh i said like mirabai she said ah oh, and she understood she said no no <laughs> so i was explaining mirabai's poems they don't speak about the associates of krishna and vrindavan and so forth she has some other religious conception krishna centered as it is she said no no and then she then she pulled her sari a little bit and she said vishnu priya devi who is the wife of chaitanya mahaprabhu who when mahaprabhu left to take sanyas so when it's like your husband dying so to speak socially he leaves the world family life and so forth and, and so vishnu priya was left behind hmm? so she was their their role model hmm? very touching stories about vishnu priya and how she conducted herself in the aftermath of chaitanya mahaprabhu's sanyas which was traumatic for all of nadia as you can imagine <clears throat> very traumatic We like the sanyas of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and so many teachings are there they help us he taught groups and out and with swamis and we're hearing how he taught sarvabhauma about the charja and so forth and was a huge person in the indian thought world at the time huge and um so while these sanyas leelas of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu are very instructive to us in that way endearing to us and when we understand them properly we lose attraction for them hmm? and enter into the vrindavan the navadweep mood of wanting to be with chaitanya mahaprabhu as nimai pandit before he had a seat two inches taller than everybody else hmm? and a stick and it distinguished him this is some form of aishvarya majesty the sanyasi is distinguished from the others so there's some jai maharaj respect but 
our ideal, of course, is intimacy with Bhagavan. So with regard to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Krishna as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, this is Navadvip Lila. There he is before taking sannyasis. He might pandit. Vishvambhar, hmm? Mishra. And the devotees go every night to Kirtan with him. Hmm? Every morning, crossing the Ganga, visiting different houses of different friends, chanting Krishna Nam and Sankirtan, seeing the cows cross the, uh, the Ganges, swimming, and he enters into the Vrindavan Leela. They go with him to come back. This is our life, our ideal. Hmm? I've said before that my god with the Guru Kripa Swami had some little Gornathai deities like I did, a few of us had in Prabhupada's time with his permission. One day he dressed them like sannyasis with platinum drums and golden staffs. And so I thought it was very curious. So I went to Prabhupada and said, I've never seen a Chaitanya Mahaprabhu dressed like a sannyasi. And Guru Kripa's done this. How do I understand that? And Prabhupada said, we don't like that. Mm-hmm. That's why Nityananda Prabhu broke his danda. Mm-hmm. That's a famous story. We just heard it, right? Breaking of the danda of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. It's a great mystery. Of course, outwardly, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was upset hmm, because what is the dandam, what does it represent, and what is his mission for the outreach? But internally, he was very pleased. Nityananda Prabhu, who's Balaram, is thinking, what does a flute player have to do carrying a staff like that? Hmm, it doesn't belong. He's the supreme enjoyer. He has to undergo austerities and carry the staff and, and all the duties that uh, accompany that. He has no... Hmm, no duties, nothing to accomplish. This is Leela and Vrindavan. So, so Prabhupada said, you know, on the broke is done. We don't like to think of him as a sannyasi. And I was, well, Prabhupada was very emotional at the, at the moment. Hmm? This is our goal, enter into Navadvip. Hmm? So, so when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu did leave us, it was very traumatic for all of Nadia all the inhabitants of Vrindavan. That's why Pujapad Sridharmar did not like the idea of performing Rathiyatra in Navadvip. Because he felt that if you perform Rathiyatra in Navadvip, that is a sannyas leela of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, a Jagannath Puri leela, and all the inhabitants of Navadvip will be disturbed by remembering that kind of leela. And so he he said, if you want to do a Rath kind of festival, his idea was, do a festival with a Rath bringing Chaitanya Mahaprabhu back from Jagannath Puri to Nadia. Then all the inhabitants, unseen, I mean, he means the li- who living beneath the surface in the real Nadia, hmm, in consciousness, living there in that realm, then they'll be very pleased Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's coming. And they remember like that, because he did come back. Hmm? And to meet him, to see him, to just get a glimpse of him. And they said the Ganga was so filled with bodies swimming across that others walked on their heads across. Hmm? Just to have a glimpse of him. Just to have the darshan of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? So this kind of love of the inhabitants of, of Nadia, this is our ideal. And when he left, it was very traumatic for them. And Vishnu Priya was the most traumatized of all of his associates, even more so than Sachi, who got to go and see him. Chaitananda hmm? Prabhu brought her hmm, with others by his own hand to see Chaitananda Mahaprabhu dressed as a sannyasi at Katwa, 
the ashram of Keshava Bharati, where Chaitanya Dev put himself in the hands <coughs> of his mother and said, in a moment of madness I've done something crazy. I belong to you. Hmm? Wherever you, wherever I am, you are my mother. Hmm? Tell me what to do. <laughs> what kind of a sannyasi is that? So this is a very special love. Hmm? So she, of course, reasoned she was in a dilemma because she didn't want that her son would be criticized by religious people for giving up sannyas. But at the same time, she couldn't bear to have him depart in such a distance that she would not even hear news of him or, or any... She spoke for all of Nadia. Hmm? And she suggested to go to Jagannath Puri. And there's another room in the same house of Nadia. And people are always passing from here to there. And we will hear news of you. And we'll have life in this way. So Mahaprabhu went to Puri. Hmm? But Vishnu Priya was not there. She could not come. Hmm? In his absence, they thought to, to craft a deity of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? out of wood, with ritual and so forth, established the deity. So they made, the craftsmen made the deity, and then before they entered into the ritual hmm, for the installation of the deity, the ceremony, so forth, the realm of ritual where the deity appears, which is kind of in between the material and the spiritual. It's where time and the temporal have a meeting point, hmm, where it looks temporal, but if you contact it, it takes you to eternity. Hmm? There are many points like this. The Dhamma is like this. The Deity is like this. The Shastra is like this. Just a book made out of clay or made out of ink and paper and cardboard and so forth. Hmm? It's temporal. But if you approach it on its own terms, you can experience eternality. So that's very. these are special meeting sundhyams, meeting points between to say the eternal and the temporal. The sadhaka deha is like that, the practitioner's body also. Hmm? The more it becomes spiritualized. So it's, it's a big part of our tradition. Hmm? So they crafted the deity and then they brought the deity before Vishnu Priya. Who would know him better than her, they thought. First, she, first he came, she looked did not respond, went back to the craftsman. Again, some details were worked on. Again, the deity was brought. Again, she did not respond. Again, they went back to the craftsman. Third time the deity came, she looked, covered her head like her eye like this Bengali tradition of shy and, and the, the, the Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was there, they thought. Hmm? If Vishnu Priyas recognized him in the in the artistic expression, and he's there. Now we will enter the realm of ritual and the language of such and install the deity and so forth. It's famous, famous deity of Mahaprabhu in Navadvip, worshipped to this day after hundreds and hundreds of years. Hmm? But she herself, as I said, left the, was very much, if you imagine, traumatized and set such an example for these widows whose life is hard hmm, in Vrindavan for, for a number of reasons. But um, even in the best of circumstances, materially speaking, it would be difficult. Mm. Um, there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them there in Bengal. And all they do, they go to the temp- temple to temple and they chant and chant with all the artiques and that's their whole life. Mm. 
So it's it's a glorious idea. Hmm. There are some modern day abuses but, that they suffer from, but this is a long tradition from the time of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu practically. Or just thereafter. Vishnu Priya, of course, she stayed in Nadia, but um, she, it is said that she <coughs> she chanted her japa hmm, with a bag of rice, grains of rice. So with every round, of j- well, that's how she counted. Those were her counter beads. When I give you the beads of initiation, then you get some counter beads. Hmm. Of course, we're not supposed to count. We're supposed to chant, but. Nonetheless, there are counterbeats hmm, to keep you honest and keep you chanting at least for some time, hmm. and uh, to, you can live up to your your bratta, your vow, and so forth. And if it's too troublesome, you just turn on the clock and chant for one hour, whatever your vow is—one, two hours, four hours, half hour. You don't think of anything; just the name. When it goes off, then okay, I've completed my my vow. Hmm. Gordon Ryan, he did in two hours. When an alarm goes off, finished. Let hmm. anyone think about counting. Kirtaniya Sadahari, the teaching of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Counting, Sankhyam. Hmm. Maya means to count, to measure. Hmm. This is material life. We're always trying to measure. How big is he? I'm bigger. How small is he? Finding our way. To measure with the, with the strength of our intellect to control it means the same thing. To measure, to control. Things seem out of control. We need to get a hold on things. We need to control to one extent or another. The fact is, if Bhagavan wants you to forget in the middle of the lecture, you forget. <laughs> Even the dream he wants you to remember, you remember. <laughs> That's a fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and his, his, his control. Hmm? So what, this, is, this is what it means when you put it in. We let go. Hmm? You know the story of Draupadi, right? Hmm? In Bahabharat. Draupadi, the wife of the Pandavas, was lost in a, in a gambling match. Hmm? And so, who was his name? Dushashan? Hmm? Sakoni. They wanted to disrobe her hmm? and embarrass her publicly. So they pulled on her sari. She was holding the sari with one hand with the other hand, she was reaching up, oh, Govinda, calling out to Govinda, but the sari was unraveling. So when there was nothing she could do, she let go of the sari and put both hands up. Oh, Govinda, and then the sari became unlimited. The more they pulled, the more sari there was there. You have to let go, put both hands up. And this is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, this is his weapon. Krishna Varnam Tisa Krishnam Sangopangastra Parshalam. In one say his astras, also been described as his, his arms waving, dancing hmm? in the bhava, the Mahabhava of Radha, in Jagannath, Lord of the Universe is controlled. Hmm? Isn't it? In the Rathiyat, Mahaprabhu dancing, in Jagannath, whose eyes never blink. That we know, we know only from Chaitanya Dev why those eyes are so big. Hmm? Why he's in the form is in many, many, many thousands of pilgrims came to Jagannath Puri with different conceptions of who the Jagannath is, hmm, the deity there. Buddhists worship tantric Buddhists and all kinds of people. Hmm. When Chaitanya's group came there, the king had never seen that kind of worship. They were up on the roof 
and Chaitanya Dev and his, associ- his associates were coming during the rainy season to come to Puri for the Rathiyatra from, from Navadweep, so many of them. And as they came, led by Advaita, Shivananda Sain, so many stalwart followers of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and, and Raj Pratapudra has seen them, and Bhattacharya Sarvabhoma is there, he's been converted now, Gopinath, his brother-in-law is there. He was already a devotee. And so, Sarva was trying to explain to the king who these people are and what they're about. And the king is attracted to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. When he sees them, they're swaying and they're chanting and kirtan. As they, he says, I've never seen anything like this. What is that? What kind of worship do they do hmm? like this? And Sarva was the Chaitanya Shristi. is a, a Prem Sankirtan, Chaitanya. That is the Shristi, the creation of Chaitanya. It is called Prem Sankirtan. Hmm? And now it has come to flood Jagannath Puri. Hmm? And with that came the conception of who Jagannath is in the fullest measure. Jagannath is a very broad name, Lord of the Universe, means of all the people. So he could cater, as he does, to many different religious conceptions. Hmm? But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's explanation, why his eyes were big like this, with no no eyelids, never blinking, it means, hmm? his arms stunted like this, and so forth. Hmm? Yeah. Yeah, he, he, when Chaitanya Dev saw him, he saw Krishna with a peacock feather, and Jagannath holding a flute, that's what he saw. Hmm? So he saw Krishna looking for Radha. Hmm? Krishna in Dwarka trying to go to Vrindavan. Hmm? And in the Rathayatra, when Jagannath is taken on the cart, on the chariot, then Mahaprabhu is dancing in Kirtan, raising his arms like this, and he's in the bhava of, of Radha. Hmm? And this, Krishna says, Amishisha Gurunatha hmm? Radhikar Premera Unmata. I am the, the Shisha. I am the disciple, and the dancing of Radha, Amishisha hmm? Guru Natya. Natya means dancing. Amishisha Guru Natya. The dancing of Radha is my guru. Radikar hmm? of Radha, Premer Unmata. The Prem of Radha, Unmata. It drives me mad. It makes me look like this. <laughs> like stunned in ecstasy. Hmm? This is Jagannath. And when he danced in front of the Rathiyatra, stunned by the dancing of Radha, who's his, who's his teacher, you know, the famous uh, philosopher, what was he, German? Nietzsche. 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 He said, if there's a God, he would be a dancer. Mm-hmm. Hmm? So, we'd say, there is a God. And he's learning about dancing. Hmm? You see, Brahman is the general conception of God, and as I've many times explained, Brahman can't dance because he's already everywhere. So how can he move? If you're everywhere, then how can you move? You're already there. Though hmm? so Brahman is still hmm? without qualities, without movement, without shape. But Krishna is that same Brahman, 
activated, if you will, by his Rupa Shakti. She can make, and she's Bhakti Devi, he who is everywhere move. That is our Vedanta. It is transrational. This is our, our position. Reality is such that it's one and different at the same time, and don't try to think about it. We experience it. Reality is one and different. How it's one and different, that's another thing. That is a chintya. God has a chintya shakti, therefore he can do things that don't fit, that are beyond our ears, two ears and our head. It's nice to know that life is like that. Love, for example, as I've said before. Love is about two people becoming one while remaining two. That doesn't make any sense. How can you be two, become one, and remain two at the same time? You think about it, this is what love involves. It is said that giving is receiving. That makes no sense. Hmm? But it's a fact of life. Hmm? This is a chintameda veda. Oneness and difference interpenetrating hmm? one another. Hmm? And we don't, we don't try to impose our intellect. Chaitanya Dev did not try to impose his intellect on the environment. He didn't say, one and different, okay, it's all one. He didn't say that, like Shankar. He didn't say, it's all different. Try to make sense out of it. Hmm? You see? Like Madhva. Hmm? He didn't say, it's uh, one, but in a qualified way. Hmm? Like Ramanuja. No? He didn't say, it's one sometimes and different sometimes, like Nimbarka Acharya. Hmm? He didn't say, it's pure oneness, Sudadvaita, whatever that means, hmm? like Vishnu Swami. And instead of trying to go from one side or the other, well, it's, of course it can't be one and different at the same time. It looks like that, I mean, but you have to make sense out of it. He said, it is what it is. It's one and different at the same time. There's identity and difference. Doing hmm? Bhagavan and his Shaktis and, and so forth. This is the nature of reality. Hmm? And it's possible how it happens by the Achinta Shakti of Bhagavan. Hmm? Hmm? And so, Radha, Bhakti Devi, hmm? she's making the impossible possible, taking us to a realm where there is nothing, nothing is impossible, where he who is everywhere moves. And that is very charming also, very charming, very beautiful. Hmm? Moving and and becoming a student, a disciple of her movement, of the movement of bhakti. Bhakti is the variegatedness, Hmm? the difference. We have bed, abed. We have one philosophy and various expressions, another way to think of it. Hmm? One philosophy, within that, various sentiments come out. Sakya, Vatsalya, Madhurya. Hmm? One, and the, and the difference is beautiful. It beautifies the oneness. Hmm? Oneness alone, that is a very boring thing. Hmm? It may be peaceful, to think about in relation to the movement of this world, which is like, will it ever stop? Hmm? Our head is spinning with so many things to do, places to go, and we have to protect ourselves all the time. We have to measure 
as I was saying, to conquer, secure our place. And it's never-ending. You have to watch your back in the material world. <laughs> so the idea of not having to do that, just to live peacefully, that sounds good. But we don't want just peace, we want... What? Love. Peace and love, right? Peace and love. <laughs> the hippies were right. Right? <laughs> Peace and love. So this is bhakti. So, so, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Jagannath Puri. He showed us who is the Jagannath. Those are beautiful leelas. But all those leelas are showing us the way to enter into Navadip. Knowing intimately. This is the idea. And Vishnu Priya is an important person in all of this. She chanted, we are chanting our japa, as I'm explaining, we are counting. So, but the teaching is kirtaniya sadahari, beyond counting, right? We are chanting 16, round 1, 2, 3. We get, a, we get a string of 16, 20 beads, we get a string of 20 beads, and you tie them on your on your sack, bead sack, and you divide them into four and sixteen. Four on one side, that's the small side, but it's actually the big side, and sixteen <laughs> on the other side. So, <laughs> so when you chant sixteen, then you pull one from the other side. Hmm? See, that's the big side. Then you chant sixteen more, then you pull one from the other side. Four times that makes one lakh, sixty-four rounds, Mahaprabhu said. And I will not eat from the hand of anyone who did not chant sixty-four rounds, or who did not follow their guru's prescription for chanting. Same idea. Mm-hmm. Don't bother offering if you have not chanted your, your, your rounds. Mm-hmm. This is the message. Mm-hmm. Nam is the way. So we, 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 some counting is there for keeping us honest, something like that, but... Mm-hmm. It's not an exercise of counting. Again, counting is maya. Hmm? You, if there are how many people say, well, what if Swami? What if everybody in the material world was liberated? Then what? We say what? What is our answer to that? You don't have to worry about that. Why? Because there are infinite number of souls in the material world. Now, don't try to think about that, <laughs> because you can't think about that. There are infinite souls. What does that mean? Uh, and they're infinite on the other side. You see, finite consciousness, that's what we were trying to get out of, and it's all about counting, measuring. You see, you want to bring... So when I say that, you go, well, I don't know, how can you... you know, that you have to give up. Shastra takes us beyond that. That's its purpose. You can know so many things with your mind and brain. That's true about the world. So many things you can learn. And those things you may not find out from Shastra. You may not find that the earth moves around the sun rather than the than the sun moving around the earth, or who knows, they've got so many ideas, and some of them are more right than others for pragmatic purposes usually. Science is very pragmatic, ultimately, in the, in the hands of technology. Facts, we interpret them and, and use them to create things to make our life comfortable, which sometimes, unfortunately, make our lives more uncomfortable. We have the comfort of cell phones, and we have the discomfort of having to answer them more often than we want. <laughs> And be on call, and uh, 
in way. I mean, it's unimaginable probably for a young person now not to have a cell phone. I mean, some of you here with me can remember, you know, mothers used to, you know, well, it's, well, it's true though, they used to talk on the phone, you know, and it would be hanging on the wall there, right? With a neighbor, you know, locally, and it's not like long distance, it's like, you forget that, you know. Uh, <laughs> right? You know, those little black, you know, you know, yeah. you know. It was a rare thing to get a phone call. Yeah, or we had party lines. We had party lines when we first got a phone, so there were several people who were all on the same line. You pick it up, some other people are talking, you have to wait. Yeah, they'll talk, and you know, and then, you t- then you get a dial tone. It's your turn, and you would talk. <laughs> and you know what? Everybody ate, everybody slept, and everybody was as happy as they are now, if not more happy. Hmm? The quality of their life was arguably better. Hmm? Hmm? So, our and it's it's all about it's math, you know. It's all they got math from the Indians. Einstein said, "Weren't for the Indians they gave us zero through nine, I think he said. Hmm? But they had zero interest in the way in which we are using the numbers today. Now they're also using, but uh, influenced by by the West and the idea of material acquisition, trying to make a home in a foreign land, hmm? yeah, trying to find love in a place where where this everyone's hunting and being hunted. Hmm? Very difficult. Hmm? So this is the it, it is a perception. The world is finite means it's conquerable. We can harness it. Grab it, arrest it in the fist of our intellect and stand above it and seed the clouds and there will be rain. Maybe you can. You could. It's possible you could do something like that. Hmm? But good luck. Good luck in your quest to conquer it all. If it just wakes up in a bad mood and trembles one day, then hmm? the whole of California will go into the ocean. Right? Who knows what else? So... The sacred texts of India, of course, they have a different approach. It's a very worshipable approach of nature. Hmm? And the idea is that by approaching nature in a, in a, with gratitude and love, and yes, in folk science and folk psychology and uh, superstitious ideas and stuff, that kind of, as a, their thought, hmm? they're not all so bad. I happened to see a video today that was somebody sent me of a dog. And the dog... And a lady talking about her dog, how her dog was so um, active and, you know, upbeat and so forth. And then suddenly he started to become very docile and very slow and sad, it seemed. And she thought, oh, he, well, he's, maybe he's, you know, his days are numbered. And, and she had a lot of affection, but also she would take good care of him and, and he would snuggle up and put her, his nose on her breast, and, and she put him back down, and and um, and then uh, she had a lump in her breast, so she went to get a mammogram, and it was benign, there was no problem, and then she came back, and some somehow she looked again, she, I, the dog knows that I have cancer, and the doctor is saying that I don't. Hmm? 
She went back to the doctor, tested again, and of course it was benign. She went back again, and, and somehow she was communicated. The dog was sad because he knew she had breast cancer. Hmm? She went back and had a, ordered a biopsy, and they checked it, and she had cancer. Hmm? And so she took it out. It was early. Hmm? And as soon as she took it out, came back. The dog was just like his normal self. Hmm? <laughs> so it's just this way of speaking about nature and, and different approaches to nature that will draw things from her and insights we can gain when we approach in a different way, if you will, in a loving way. Hmm? Just an, a nice kind of... I mean, sure, there's some science to how all that works. You can smell it or something, but it still doesn't explain why he would be concerned, right? Hmm? That this particular person had this problem and emotionally react in that way. Hmm. So as I've said, our approach is like this with regard to nature. If you love someone, then they'll tell you all their secrets. Isn't it true? If you love someone, then there's nothing you hide from them. If you really love them, you tell them everything. So by approaching nature in a loving way, respectful mood rather than we'd conquer her, we'd just do what we want, take the trees down, we'll see the clouds, who cares for, you know, a protest, people say global warming, who cares for that, we'll do something, you know, we'll, we want to go on with our lifestyle of pillaging and raping the earth and, and so on, and we'll make up for it in other ways and still, out of limited resources, we'll have unlimited uh, facilities to pursue our sense indulgence, we use our intelligence and make an unholy alliance between our intelligence and our senses and our mind. And it will be used, that means, only to serve the demands of the mind and the senses, rather than to distance us from them, which is what civilization is about. I feel like this emotionally, means mentally, and sensually. My intelligence is supposed to say, you may feel like that, Swami, but don't do it. It's not good for you. Hmm? Instead of figuring out as an assistant of the mind senses, well, let's figure out how we can get it. Huh? This is, makes you, your intelligence meaningless. It makes you only a big animal. Hmm? Laboring for the same things the animals are pursuing, but with, with the help of intelligence, which is meant to, se to separate you from the call of the wild hmm? and to listen to the call of reason. Hmm? and listen to, ideally, someone who speaks both reason and love, who speaks about love in a reasonable way. This is the guru. Hmm? He has to speak, she has to speak the language of love, on that side. Hmm? There, they're not speaking Sanskrit, Rajabhas, Bengali, and they have an appearance like that, but the language, the movement, hmm? it is all bhava. Hmm? Shriyakanta kanta parama purusha kalpataralo dumabhumis chintamani ganamayito yamamritam All the walking is dancing, all the talking is song. And what did Jiva Goswami say? What must be the song? What must be the dancing then? Hmm? It's a way of talking about such a place that has no... the, the limits that we, 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 we encounter here, that we impose upon ourselves by our finite consciousness. Hmm? <coughs> so, a different approach to nature. And we all get our necessities. Indeed, 
if you approach with love, she'll tell you all of her secrets. And what is her biggest secret? What is the biggest secret of nature? The biggest secret of nature is that I have a soul, and it's you. Hmm? You. Humans. Everyone has a soul, if you will. Everyone is consciousness. We don't say, I believe I have a soul, any more than you say, I believe I have consciousness. I mean, that doesn't make any sense. Right? Of course, you have consciousness. So, to understand Atma is consciousness, not matter, it's not a question of believing. Hmm? It's just a question of defining consciousness. Some people define it materially or try to. They're trying very hard to measure, find it in the brain, hmm? and to make it out to be less than what it is, because if it's more than what it is, the whole scientific community is turned upside down, hmm? and all of a sudden there's real meaning and purpose, and there's things that you should do and you shouldn't do. Hmm? Hmm? <laughs> so, big problem. Hmm? To find out that it's more than matter, this is a huge problem. Hmm? That means there's something supernatural. That means that you endure beyond death. That's a huge, you understand that's a huge problem. We think it would be great, but to demonstrate it, it actually be a huge problem. All so many things in the scientific community were turned upside down and turned the whole world inside out. And that's what it needs, right? It needs a change. People clamor for change on one level or another. Down with the corporate imperialism and the corporate, what do they say, corporate mega-corporation, hmm? capitalism, down with communism, hmm? so, it's one side or the other. It's, that's a oneness and a difference. Communist is the oneness, communism is the oneness, and capitalism is the difference. We want both together somehow, interpenetrating one another. Hmm? Both sides are wanted, you understand? Hmm? You want the individuality, that's what capitalism is about, right? Entrepreneurialism, and, and then you want the unity also, but it's communism, socialism. There's some security in that, with the group, the herd animals also. <laughs> so both things together, but they never go together, they're opposites, but they represent that which this Atma is about. Unity and difference at the, at the same time. It's one with Bhagavan different. It's one with the world and different also. Hmm? So, we should have, we have a different idea hmm? of not trying to conquer nature and use our intelligence just to serve our senses and our mind, but to separate ourselves from the animal call of the wild, so to speak. Hmm? And to do that, we also listen to the animals, listen to nature, and we can find secret. And what is the secret? We ultimately find is that nature itself will show you you have a soul, hmm? that you that 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 the question, as I often say, that humans are why, why am I? Purpose, meaning. Nature will say, I can tell you that you're a soul, but I can't answer that question. For that, you have to go to your source. Hmm? You have to go to the Bhagavan. Hmm? I am the Maya Shakti, you are the Tathasta Shakti. Hmm? As the Tathasta Shakti, you are consciousness, not matter. 
So you have to answer the question of why you are, the meaning question, the purpose of life question, that consciousness can only answer. You have to get the answer to why from the consciousness world, the subjective world. Myself, Maya Shakti speaking, can answer the how questions, how to eat, how to sleep. I can arrange all of that. For all the different forms of life, I do that. It's built into their system. They know what to eat, they know how to protect themselves within limits and so forth. But the why question that humans are asking, hmm? what is human life? Human life is that arrangement of nature that affords the Atma the opportunity to think of itself. You see, you can, you can, you could locate in the brain self-awareness. That function of the brain that causes perception and the idea that, that I am. But all that's happening there is the vehicle hmm, is providing that facility for consciousness that's, in, that's in identified with it to identify with itself. Hmm? Because, in other words, we can find something in the brain that, that corresponds with self-awareness, doesn't mean we've found that atma or something in its material. Hmm? All of these different bodies, they facilitate consciousness in different ways. They give it a shape. Consciousness is like a liquid, and the bodies are like so many different vessels. You pour it in. Hmm? And, it, and it facilitates. And the human life... It's facilitated for pursuing itself. Hmm? And in, in its pursuance of itself, which is what we're all about, we're self-driven to know what I am. Hmm? And I sense that I'm more than what meets the eye and the mind and so forth. And part of that pursuit will be a way in which we interact with nature also. Hmm? It's a lifestyle. Chanting is a lifestyle. Hmm? It's not just something you do, sing, but it's a lifestyle. Hmm? We were talking about this the other night. He asked how to control the mind while chanting. It's a lifestyle. You have to walk, and uh, the talk, in order to sit. How does he walk? How does he talk? How does he sit? The Gita asked. Hmm? They all correspond, is the point. Hmm? You can't walk one way, talk another way, and, and expect to sit properly, as Prabhupada would say. Sit properly. You know, the tape, the chapa tape. Sit properly. Hmm. <laughs> so, as I say, if you love someone, they tell you all the secrets. Nature will tell you, I have a soul, it's you. It means that human life, the Atma comes out, and now it has a chance to realize itself and be in conjunction with, with the grace of Bhakti, all that it can be, and what good it can do for the natural world. Hmm? How much it can make uh, the world like a, like a paradise, if you will. Mm. These are the kind of descriptions of Prabhupada and the Bhagavatam. And the fields were muddy with milk, and the seasons bloomed on time, and now it's like, oh my God, <laughs> it's winter in the middle of the summer, and summer in the middle of the winter, you don't know what to expect. These are huge problems. Mm. It's all a lifestyle. It's all, it's, about, it's all about a lifestyle. And that lifestyle is not a spiritual lifestyle. Hmm? Not conducive to chanting. That's why we have these rural settings that we're developing and so forth. Try to give some opportunity to change your lifestyle. Hmm?
So we're talking about going from a finite conception to the infinite. Instead of counting, measuring the world, conquering it, getting it in my grasp, being comfortable with the idea that I cannot know everything. Wait a minute, I, I thought I knew everything. I knew the Bhagavad Gita. I'm ready to tell everybody the whole meaning and purpose of life. I've got all the arguments. Better go back and read Bhagavad Gita again. Krishna is unknown and unknowable. He who says he knows Brahman, the Upanishads say, does not know Brahman. And what? He who says he does not know Brahman, say it with me, he knows Brahman, she knows Brahman. Om Tat Sat. It's kind of a good unknowing. It's the nature of being, reality is such that it cannot be contained. Prem is full and always expanding at the same time. These are impossibilities from our finite perspective. The whole idea is to explode that, to, to melt the constructs of the mind and, and find a kind of knowing hmm, that is loving, hmm, that could never be found between your ears. You could never think it out. Hmm. So she's chanting and she's counting Vishnu Priya. Hmm? Let's see. She's not counting and thinking, oh, I got what four more to go, and got an appointment for this and that. She's chanting, and her counter beads are grains of rice. Hmm? I said they're chanting. It's a lifestyle. This was her lifestyle. When Chaitanya Mahaprabhu left and took sannyas, this is how she conducted herself. She engaged in Krishna Nam. When she finished the round, she took one grain of rice and moved it from one pile over here to over here in the pot. She chanted another round, she counted, she moved another one. She chanted another one and moved another grain of rice. When she was done chanting, those grains that she counted, she cooked, she offered to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and she ate. When she was finished, she chanted and counted. Hmm? Those are some counter beats, huh? Hmm? How absorbed this is the story, how she was. Hmm? What do you think? You're going to live on 16 grains of rice a day? You better chant at least 64 rounds. <laughs> 64 grains. Count them out sometimes to see how much rice there. It's, it's meant to make a point to us. Hmm? What was the seriousness and what was how her chanting was a lifestyle hmm? it was it was her food and drink it, it means hmm? her life breath and so forth and what was what does it mean that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had gone but in the name he was present hmm? he left us this maha mantra and he said all of you please my instruction to you you chant this maha mantra he called it the maha mantra Chaitanya Dev and how's it go Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hmm? Chant these names. Hmm? Have your life and soul. This is his teaching. This can give you all sustenance, all nourishment. Hmm? Tusti, Kusti, Tusti. Hmm? Hmm? What does it say? Tusti, Kusti, Oh, that's a Bengali one. I was thinking of the Gita. Hmm? 
That's what Bhagavad Gita says. It says, Tushyanti cha, Ramanti cha. And they chant, uh, how does that begin? Kat. Patvodayantas parasparam, kat. Tushyanti cha, Ramanti cha. Katayantas chamamritam. Anyway, there's a couple of verses there together. No, is it? Yeah, Tesham. No, it's the next one. Yeah, no, Tesham. Sati Bajitam Pitipu. No, Dami Buriyogam. Yenamamu Priyantite. Katayantas Chamamitam Tushyantitra. It's describing what the devotees do. Katayantas Chamamitam. They're always chanting about me. Katayantas Chamamitam. They're always chanting my name. And Tushyantitra. Ramanticha. They enter, in, enter into Pushti. Tushti. And Ramanti. It means. They enter into Sambandhanuga and Kamanuga Bhakti. They enter into Sambandhanuga, they enter into Vatsali Rasa, Nasi Rasa, or Sakya Rasa, or Ramanti Cha, or also they enter into Madhurasa hmm? by this chanting. So you can, this is what I mean, you chant and think, I'm going to go somewhere. Gordon Ryan asked me about that. Where are we talking about? Go somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go there, go within, within, to experience the Atma, and then its potential in relation to the bhakti environment that the chanting will will um, surround you with. And we follow Vishnu Priya Devi as our example. Vishnu Priya Devi, that is the patron saint, the ladies, the widows of Vrindavan. It was a nice article in Clarion Call. Any question? Oh, well, this is already 20 after 8. Oh, we chanted for some time, too. Mm-hmm. It's nice to sit with all of you. You're a very heartfelt audience. I feel very comfortable in your midst. Tomorrow we'll sit again. What is our schedule for tomorrow? Um, well, 6 o'clock. Arctic. Six o'clock, Arctic. Oh, the, so the first program is tomorrow evening. Yes. Okay, we have five o'clock, Arctic, too. <laughs> yes. And we'll be reading from Chaitanya Charitamrita about Nishingadev mm, in, in Gorlila in the morning. Just a short reading. And then, go ahead, I'm sorry. Breakfast at eight, at eight o'clock, and then lunch at one o'clock. We're going to have a picnic. Cool. Uh, on the land. Yeah, in And then back here for uh, evening Arctic and class. Start a little earlier. Arctic will be at six and six. So we have a busy day tomorrow. Fun day. Every day festival, huh? Simon Mahaprabhu ki jai. Sisi Radha Madhava ki jai. Gold Buck the Bindaki. Yeah.